Hello, welcome to Wow Me. I'm Susan Moody, and I'm here with Kim Dyer of Keystone Capital Management Group, where we help you lay the foundation for your financial success. Now, today we're going to talk about a topic that might seem a little bit the wrong time of year. <laughs> <laughs> But you chose this for a particular reason. So what are, what are we talking about today? I think it's fresh in everybody's okay. mind. Okay. All right. Right? So let's do something to make next year's tax season easier. Okay. And less painful. And we <laughs> want to do it while it's fresh in our mind. Because I think we're so glad to get it done yes. that we put all those papers away and we shove them in a <laughs> folder somewhere and we like, we're glad, you know. That's done. That's done for another year. But here's what I want us to do today. Okay. We want you to go get your 1040 tax return. Okay. Pull it out and let's talk about it. And I think the time to set up the files for 2021 is right now. So okay. whether you like an all-in-one accordion style <laughs> file, or whether you like one of those little tubs that oh, you yeah. can carry with you, or whether you have a file drawer and you wanna create some folders in that file drawer, I think if you get between 10 and 12 files, we're gonna talk about what should you say? So if you have a place for everything that mm -hmm. you need to store, and as you get the documents, uh -huh. save them, put them in a place where you know they are, mm -hmm. and let's create it. So as you're as you have the deductions, there's a place for the deductions. Mm -hmm. As you have as your 1099s or your W-2s mm -hmm. come in there's a place for those documents mm -hmm. and just accumulate them. I think it's so much easier than letting them sit on the counter and they mm -hmm. get mixed in with other documents <laughs> and now where was that? And then I have to call the, my employer back and yeah. I have to say, can I get that again? Mm -hmm. Or where was that one? And um, Well, I think one, one yeah. of the things that you're, you're mentioning is what exactly do you save? Yes. So I've seen people, they just, especially small businesses, they put everything either in a box or in a file, whatever, depending what their system is, because people don't know yes. which are the things I need to keep and which are the things I can get rid of. And yes. you, you always hear, oh, I got to keep it for seven years or 10 years, or, but what? <laughs> Nobody says exactly. what. So, so this is good. All right. Very good. <laughs> I'll let you talk about okay. that. <laughs> well, first of all, we're going to say, the IRS says you only need to keep it three years past the time when you file it. Ah. So if you file this year, keep it three years. However, mm. they can come back <laughs> and audit you uh -huh. uh, if one thing opens another, you know, oh. and they it, it causes a look back, <laughs> like if you take a carryover or there's a, I don't know there's things that go from year to year, they can reopen if it creates oh. it. So we're telling people <laughs> seven years. So just plan to keep it for seven years. Doesn't seem like, you know, takes that many more uh -huh. files. Just store them and have mm -hmm. them. There are, however, some things that you need to just keep permanently. Oh. So I had a client say just that. What are these things do I need to keep? Yeah. Uh, what do I need? To, what can I throw away? How long do I have to keep them? And she said, I think that'd be a great topic. So that's why ah, we're doing this there today. There we go. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about then 
what things are permanent or that you keep ongoing. So one is when you file for social security numbers or an ID number mm -hmm. for your children or for your business, mm -hmm. that's permanent. You should keep the letter that you get from uh, the IRS or keep the letter that you get from the Social Security Administration. Mm -hmm. Keep those in a file. It's permanent. You aren't going to throw it away. For your business, mm -hmm. you need to have it to open a checking account. Right. You need to have it for so many things for a loan. Mm -hmm. The bank wants it for a loan. Mm -hmm. So there's always reasons to have the letter for when you create a new entity or mm -hmm. when you get a new ID number. Um, so those are permanent. Another thing that I think is close to permanent, okay. <laughs> I guess it depends on how long you stay in your home. Okay. Uh, but when you buy a house, throw just the two-page settlement. Oh, Sometimes okay. there's a so, nice summary. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times you get three or four different copies of that settlement. Make sure it's the final one, <laughs> yes. you know, because they say this is what it's going to be. Uh -huh. But get the one that they finally close, that when you sign the closing documents, all uh -huh. those pages and pages, grab that two-page document. It says what was the sales price? Mm -hmm. What did you pay for this? What did you pay for property tax? What did you pay mm -hmm. for, you know, the interest? It'll mm -hmm. have the points on there, which is basically interest. And so... That's deductible mm -hmm. and you can't take it all in one year. So sometimes you have to take it over the life of the loan. Mm -hmm. So there's good reasons to keep that settlement document. Okay. So just set up a folder for mm -hmm. my home value and keep that as long as you own that home. Okay. There'll be a time when maybe you'll sell it, mm -hmm. then you'll have all of that, all of that information. The other thing that's kind of permanent is the changes that you make to your house. So if you buy um, solar that you oh. put on, mm -hmm. if you do some major uh, repairs, remodeling, mm -hmm. uh, if you add a room, if you, you know, those kinds of things, they become part of the basis or the value that you have mm -hmm. in that house. So when you sell it, the IRS wants to know what the sales price is, uh -huh. and then they want to know what your basis or what you paid for the house. Mm -hmm. What you paid for it is that initial purchase price plus all of those capital improvements, mm -hmm. and it helps you down the road. And so many people don't keep track right. of all those improvements mm -hmm. that they make, so they have a larger gain. So in theory, it okay. we're assuming <laughs> that, especially in our market right, right. now, everything's going, going up. Mm -hmm. But it that's one of those things that if you can keep track of what you originally paid, anything else you put into the house, mm -hmm. when you sell it, there'll be a calculation of huh. gain or loss uh -huh. on that house. It will be very helpful to have. So if you put in a pool, does that count? It does count. Okay, so your kitchen remodels. Your kitchen remodel, cab, mm -hmm. ca cabinets. Uh-huh. And then if down the road you say, I'm going to have an office in the house, that settlement statement will give you square footage generally, and you'll have what your basis is in the house, and it'll be okay. easy. So there'll be times when you refer to that for different mm -hmm. things, but 
keeping just the house, the uh -huh. you know the, the that settlement statement, all those changes, keep that as permanent until okay. you sell. So that's another permanent file. Your tax IDs are permanent. Can I go back to the tax ID? For yes. So say somebody hasn't saved it. Can they go back and get that? You can request that okay. from the IRS. And it's probably a good thing to have in your file. Right, but I'm thinking some people might be hearing this or watching this and say, you know, I didn't really, I know I have the number, I have right? <laughs> so why do I need the piece of paper? But if they want to go back and get it, they can go yes, to the IRS and get that. Okay. And I think the, I don't know about the Social Security Administration, I assume they would send you a letter, but uh -huh. I think the bigger issue is with businesses, that mm -hmm. letter that you really need to have. So keeping those are really good. Mm -hmm. Another issue has to do with when you buy in an investment, mm -hmm. the company that you bought it from gives you a trade confirmation. And what they're saying to you is mm -hmm. this is what you paid for it. So that when you sell it, same thing oh. like the house, uh -huh. you have to say what the gain or loss is on that sale. Mm -hmm. If you've kept it less than a year, it's a short-term okay. gain, mm -hmm. and you pay ordinary income tax on it. If it's over a year, mm -hmm. then you get capital gains treatment, which is preferable to the ordinary income treatment. So, okay. so that's an, another one of those that's important. Most brokerage accounts, uh -huh. most companies will tell you what that basis is, and uh -huh. we rely on them a lot to give us that. Right. But sometimes there's there's just things that uh, sometimes companies don't have it; it mm -hmm. gets lost, and so it's, well, you don't it's even a think about it. Yeah, you don't think that you're going to need that at a later date to prove it, oh. I guess, right? You say, oh, it was about this much. You're like, yeah, yeah we need to know yeah. exactly. So um, some of those uh, things that you purchase uh -huh. ongoing until you sell them, keep those files. All right. So, so far, I guess I've been wrong. This is a good inf uh, conversation <laughs> to be having now. So please stay with us. When we come back, Kim's going to be sharing some more of her tips of how to prepare for your taxes. Hi, I'm Pam Prine. And I'm Kim Dyer, and we are the owners of Keystone Capital Management Group. At Keystone, we want to help you lay the foundation to your financial success. Go to our website, keystonegroupaz.com, and download your free retirement kit today. That's keystonegroupaz.com. Because you are not your mother. Take control of your financial future. Start today. Welcome back to Wow Me, Women on Wealth Management Education. Before the break, Kim Dyer was sharing with us some permanent things we need to keep to prepare for our taxes. But yes. before we get into some other things, you've been talking about files and papers and things like that, but you can actually save oh, it all electronically, yes. right? Because I'm more Absolutely. like, I'll just have an electronic file because then I know right, right where to go. I don't have to look for the box. <laughs> we love it. We love the cloud service. Okay. Yeah, set up those same files on the cloud service. Absolutely. Okay. All right, so, so far we've talked about tax ID numbers, homes, and investments. Yes. All right. The one more file that I think is really important to keep permanent is the 5498. And we talked about oh, that yeah. in here. What is a 5498? <laughs> yeah. And it tells you what you contributed or what you've put in your retirement accounts. Mm -hmm. And I think we said at that time, you should keep a file of just those. I think the 5498, you'll 
put a copy with that year's tax return uh-huh. because you need it for filing, but make one more copy and throw <laughs> it in a file of all your 5498s. Uh, we had a mm-hmm. gentleman that uh, was doing uh, what we call that uh, backdoor oh, uh, Roth, Roth. Uh-huh. and he had to go back 25 years and try to oh, look for those yeah. 5498s. And so it's just <laughs> painful. And then you call the it company <laughs> and they can't figure it out. And you know, you're just, you know, you're pulling your hair out, trying to get that data, trying to figure out what did he contribute. So mm-hmm. it's important, keep those retirement uh, contributions mm-hmm that confirmation that you did for that year. I think I'd even keep it mm-hmm. for a 401k, you uh-huh. know, how much you contributed yeah. that year and I'd just drop it in that file so you know the basis of what you put in there. All right, some good advice. So that's kind of the permanent things. Now I wanna talk about the annual. So oh, yeah. annually, uh-huh. it'd be good to have a file for each year, of course, where you file your tax return and all those documents coming in. I think just having one file for each year is adequate. My only stipulation, you might want to have a charity file Mm. and you might want to have a deduction file. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's kind of personal preference, kind of depends on how much of those things you do. Right. The other thing I'd say is look at your tax return Mm -hmm. and see what you are reporting to the IRS, what Mm -hmm. the professional has put on your return. Do you have rental property? Mm -hmm. Well, then you might want to keep the same information that we Uh kept for the home. You might want to do the same thing for a house that you're renting. Mm -hmm. Or if you have a business, maybe you want to keep some things on the business. Mm -hmm. Or if you have 1099s that you receive. Uh So there may be, that's why I say, well, you've got the tax return (laughs) handy and the deadline's coming up. Grab the 1040 and say, what am I What am I taking to the accountant Mm -hmm. every year or to the person that's doing my taxes or what do I need if I'm doing them? Uh Look through the 1040 and say, what do I need to keep? And kind of customize your Mm -hmm. files. We would be glad to share a list of of recommended files or things to think about and Mm -hmm. we'd share that with you if you want to give us an email and Mm -hmm. we'll give you our our contacts at the end. Um, the other thing, the the governments or the IRS switched to a standard deduction. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people spend hours accumulating their medical, accumulating <laughs> how much they pay on property tax, making sure they get what they paid on their vehicle, uh-huh. uh, looking for all these deductions, and it doesn't even come close to the deduction that you're getting standard. By the standard deduction, yeah. So in on the tax return, it will have a Schedule A that lists mm-hmm. all of those expenses <laughs> if you're, if you're, um, get, if you're uh, doing the long form and reporting uh, And you reporting think that your, your receipts are gonna be more than yes. Yes. the standard deduction. If not, uh, maybe you just throw those deductions in a pile, but you don't spend a lot of time <laughs> worrying about them because 
the medical ones are very painful. The interest <laughs> one, <laughs> you know, did I get all my prescriptions? Exactly. Did I get every doctor? Did I get the hospital? Mm -hmm. You know, so sometimes people spend lots of time collecting all those, mm -hmm. and unless your medical expenses are over seven and a half percent of your adjusted gross uh -huh. income, you can't even take any. And I think they were. Doing, increasing that yes, like 10% or they something. They are. Yeah, so, yeah. so really think ab about mm -hmm. those deductions. Uh, if, if on your tax return, the interest that you're paying on the house, what mm -hmm. you're paying for medical, it's not even coming close. So for an individual, uh -huh. it's 12200 So your medical and your interest mm -hmm. and what you're paying for state taxes has to be over that 12200 if you're married, it's 24-4, yeah. might be 24-7 or 8, uh -huh. depending uh -huh. on how old you are. Right. But <laughs> maybe it's easier if you do want to keep the deductions just to see when you have that medical, mm -hmm. just keep a copy and put it in that file as you go. Well, I know one thing, Kim, is a lot of times people are saving that, not necessarily for their federal taxes, but for their state taxes. Yes. But I don't think that's relevant anymore, is it? It isn't, because Arizona switched. There was a year, uh, the very first year when the government changed the, made the change, that you it was to your benefit to mm -hmm. track all of the deductions because it helped you on your state return. Now Arizona has mirrored what the federal government has done, mm -hmm. so it really doesn't yeah. make any difference. It's but, a nice relief. <laughs> so, but some people work in other states, yeah. and so sometimes you need to keep track of that. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's everybody's situation is a little bit different. Uh -huh. Uh, one of the other things this year, they allow people to deduct up to $300 for charity, mm -hmm. even if you're taking the standard deduction, because mm -hmm. I think they hurt charities a lot mm. by the standard deduction. Uh. So that's why I say it might be worth keeping charities mm -hmm. because, um, you know, you can deduct an additional three hundred dollars mm -hmm. in addition to your other. So I think those things are good to just drop. When you make a charitable contribution, just make a copy of mm -hmm. information about the entity, or you know, a copy of the letter that you got, and just mm -hmm. drop it in there, and then you've got it next year. And and have the charitable one, have the deduction one, mm -hmm. and have one for the year that those ten, uh, the ten ninety nines, the W twos, mm -hmm. your ten ninety five, uh, you know, oh, yeah. all of those ten ninety eight, <laughs> yeah, all those different documents that come in. When they come in the mail, you've got a place to put mm -hmm. it. And so I know we probably don't have a, a lot of time to talk about this, but when you're doing your business taxes, is the same rule of thumb hold true? True. You have your Schedule C, and if you have dollar amounts on those, that's what you save the receipts for? Or what kind of receipts do you save for business versus personal? I would say on a business that it's a little bit different. You do need all of the receipts for your business. Mm -hmm. So if you have a Schedule C, you need to okay. you need to treat that differently. Darn it. I know. <laughs> that you do have to have okay. all of those receipts. Okay. I think sometimes people are in partnerships. Mm -hmm. I think it might be worth keeping all the K-1s in one file. Uh -huh. You know, if you invest 10,000 in a business, and you have all the K-1s or report back to how much income you made off of that business investment. Uh -huh. Might be nice to have those all in one 
place so uh -huh. you can see how you're doing with that business. Mm -hmm. So there's, I think there's good reasons to have that partnership file with all the K-1s, to have that business file, you know, just some of those nice summaries that you can mm -hmm. get at. And absolutely, it doesn't have to be paper. I just talked about <laughs> it. Even when I file in the cloud, I kind of think about those files and, and uh -huh. how those are sorted, so. Well, well, one of the things that I really like is having a business credit card because you can set up in that your little sections that match up yes. to your schedule C and then you just get the report at the end of the year. And, the, hey, and there it's we all go. right there. Yeah. It's a, it is a beautiful thing yeah. when you have it all right there yeah. and you don't have to go looking for it. That's yeah. wonderful. That's a great suggestion mm -hmm. to have it. And, and having a credit card for your business so all of your expenses are in one place that mm -hmm. it can be summarized. Because with a business, so often we commingle and that's, that's a, a big no-no. <laughs> so you absolutely need to keep those, your business expenses separated from your individual. Very all good right. suggestions. But we'd love to share with you some of those minimum files that might mm -hmm. be helpful to keep. Uh, that is kind of a summary of what we talked today. Right, so if you'd like to get a copy of that, go ahead and send us an email to team at keystonegroupaz.com, team at keystonegroupaz.com. If you want to set up an appointment and speak with Kim, she's actually an enrolled agent, so she has a lot of information about tax preparation and tax planning, you can reach her at 623-299-9710. All right, and with that, we thank you for listening and watching us today. And we hope you have a rest of a good week. And a good next tax year. There we go. Okay. <laughs> thank you for watching. Thanks. The program is sponsored by Keystone Capital Management Group, LLC, which is solely responsible for its content. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advice offered through J.W. Cole Advisors, Keystone Capital Management Group, LLC, J.W. Cole Financial, and J.W. Cole Advisors are unaffiliated entities. The opinions expressed by Pam Prine and Kim Dyer should not be construed as specific investment, legal, or tax advice. Pam Prine and Kim Dyer are not providing legal or tax advice. Nothing should be construed as a solicitation of an offer to buy securities.